Thanks for coming to hear the court on the street. In a world where two friends who drive more than two hours just to get some chili cheese tots decide that they are the ones who get to decide which planets are invited to the party. I am your tease host, Vince. And oh, oh, it looks like we got a fan on the field. When will these people learn that they're just ruining the game for everyone else? I mean, they're just, oh, whoa, whoa, he just ducked that first defender. And okay, now the crowd's getting behind him. Listen to this crowd go. I, I think he's going to make it. Go, go, man, go. And he scores. He really is your sport host, Josh. How are we doing today, Josh? <laughs> oh, you know, we're getting by. Yeah, aren't we all? Yep. That was quite the intro you came up with. It was something. It was good. I I liked it. I I toyed with the idea of making you a streaker on the field, Uh, but then I figured, uh, nah, he's he's a hero. I'm a hero? Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Hero of the people. I'm I'm a hero in somebody's story, at least. Yep. You're a Joe versus all the pros. Uh-huh. Uh So what's up with you today? And secondarily, oh, yeah. do you have a fun fact? I do. Um, up with me today. Um, I don't know. It's been a been a weird week. Just kind of been out of it. Oh. So, you know, it's good to feel some sense of normalcy by getting on to record this. But it's just been been one of those weeks where things just feel off. It's been one of those weeks where we've had to just keep pushing recording more and more and more. Yeah, it's just like, you know, sometimes life just yeah. hits you where you just don't want to do anything. <laughs> yeah. Just, yeah. You know, I it's like I, I get to those I get to those points where like one, I, I don't want to do anything, but two, like I'm really enjoying the video game I'm playing, so it's like peeling mm. me away from it is tough. So which, it's which like, video game? Is oh, new still... world. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I've logged. You've developed an embarrassing number. You've developed uh, deep Stockholm syndrome for New World. I'm gotcha. like 110 hours in the last two weeks. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's been. I mean, how much are you getting paid for that? It's a job. N- not enough. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah. Uh, my fun fact today is a good one. I feel like. Okay. So and and it ties into my word. Don't sell so yourself gonna, short. Gonna, They're all good. Yeah, but this one leads into my word. Okay. So I'm gonna say my word first. So the word I picked this week is Snoop, and I picked it because it made me think of Snoop Dogg and influential rappers or hip hop artists uh, throughout history in in my life. Yep. Um. So fun fact for this: Buster Rhymes was the voice of Reptar and Rugrats. That's incredible. Yeah. Does Reptar? I didn't know that. I'm ha- just finding it? Sounds okay. Okay, so this uh, is like, bus. so this is like George Clooney being the voice of the dog in uh, South Park. Correct. Okay, I'm just into not it. what you expect. I'm so into it. I'm just just picture like the rest of the Nickelodeon cast for Rugrats in the studio, and then Buster Rhymes is just in there spitting freestyles. <laughs> just about Tommy and Doctor yeah. Who. Yep. Yeah. Just found that pretty in, in, intriguing, so I figured yeah. we'd share that. So, I like yeah. it. I like it. And Snoop led me to think about influential rappers, and well, you're burying the lead. I, I usually do a very awkward intro here. Oh yeah, <laughs> we're court on the street. <laughs> uh, every week, we take the 28 words generated from the puzzle word game Quirtle, pick one of them, and talk about whatever the hell we can based on those. Josh's word 
This week is the first one, and it is... Snoop. No way! But she's um, a nizzle. So it's all about uh, the peanuts. Yeah. Are, we, are we ranking the peanuts? Pigpen's S-tier. Yeah, um, ranking peanuts characters. No, we're, we're ranking uh, slips that he had when he, when they pull the ball out from under him when he kicks it. Mm, yeah. We're just ranking ranking those yeah. moments. I really like the one where Lucy is the one holding the football, and then yeah. she pulls the ball away from him. Yep. That's the best one. Always the best one. Yeah. <laughs> Nope. So we're uh, we're talking about influential rappers, and okay. figured we'd start out with which influential, which rappers had the most influence on your life, whether it just be causing a love for the genre or a more profound reason. Okay. Do you have anything off the top of your head, or do you want me to start it? I mean, for, it's probably just Eminem for me. I mean, same. Like we were, we were typical, you know, suburban white kids in the nineties. So like. Yeah, but I think it has more to it than just that. It's like one, he's obviously he's famous, he's Eminem, but mm-hmm. like I I liked him rap way before I even heard Eminem. Okay, but it always felt weird. Like it's almost like we did we didn't have representation in the genre at all, not good representation anyway. So it's like a, once Eminem broke through, it was like we had a I don't know felt more comfortable listening to it. Sure. Yeah. And. and uh, I think that was a huge thing for me. So, like, I mean, I listen to the Eminem show so much. That is still to this day my number one listen to album of all time. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, th- I think that made me comfortable being open about, like, my love for hip-hop and all the different artists that I like. It was like I didn't, almost felt like I shouldn't shouldn't like it when I was younger because it wasn't the normal thing. It, the world wasn't as accepting of you know cultural diversity within people it didn't it doesn't seem like back then when i think but think about it now i mean it's it's always been like this not to you know harp on you know whatever too much but it was the it was the same with jazz you know it was a black art form i really didn't catch on like it was considered rowdy and you know it was supposed to be done like in secret in back alleys until you know one or two white dudes like got started getting famous for it yeah and then and then it took off same way that you know every american art form has disco um rock (laughs) yep and rap um it's all it's all of a piece like Mm -hmm. it's it's all the same and now we can sort of with the scope of the internet we can sort of step back and see what's happening as it's happening but yeah back then internet was in its early days like we were still stuck in that old style where we thought that we you know we thought that we couldn't do it we we thought that it was a bad thing to get into because of the connotation that rap had at the time well Well for me it it was less of that for me and more like i didn't feel like the like rappers would want me listening to their music which is a stupid thing to say but like yeah no, I I get it. You, you know, you felt like you weren't invited. Like, it's like I can, yeah. It's like I can remember being young and like being with my sister and like listening to rap music in the car and like pulling up to like a red light and like wanting to turn the music down when the windows are open yeah. because it's like I didn't want you know people to think differently of me, which is stupid. It's but it's like you're young and you don't realize that. But it also makes me realize like I didn't think about it that way then. 
like how much representation is important because if Evan and it never came out like I don't know if I would still be listening to rap the same way I do and have the love for the genre that I do and like listen to some non-mainstream artists and all the different f- freestylers that come up and yep. trying to find different people it's like having that person that you can kind of call home in the space uh, allowed me to just feel comfortable and listening to it and feeling like I belonged there and I wasn't like hurting other people by enjoying something that I wasn't supposed to. Yeah. I mean, this is what, this is what, you know, people close minded people don't get. It's like that is the, what you're talking about is literally just the importance of having someone who looks like you. Yeah. And I mean, it's the, it's the same thing with like, obviously I'm not trying to get into big yeah, political stuff or We're like topics, but, but that's where it's leading. I mean, it's the same thing with the, uh, Little Mermaid stuff. Yeah, like I sure. see that stuff now, and I'm like, I'm so ha- I'm happy that that's happening. Like, because I I didn't really think about it that way, but like you know, as you get older, you start to really really introspective and in looking at moments in your life and what led to them and why they happened. And like sometimes things just happen, and you don't realize the meaning of them until way later on in life. And like that was that's one of them for me. Like I didn't think about it that way when I was younger, but like. Looking at it now, like if that was that important for me, and I am your typical suburban white kid who really hasn't had the that rough of a life, yep. how much does it mean for somebody that hasn't had representation in so many other areas? It's it's just I don't know. It really opens up your mind to thinking about those kinds of things. I'd uh, I'd recommend listening to the Ben Folds song, uh, "Rocking the Suburbs." Yeah. It's it's kind of about he's about my brother's age. I think he's about 40, so grew up a little bit before us, but that song is about the sort of like impotent white rage of like suburban boys at the time. The the yeah. sort of shit that led to Woodstock 99, you know? Yeah. <laughs> um but it's 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 a kind of funny tongue-in-cheek song. He plays it completely straight. Like there's not a punchline, but yeah. it's a it's a it's an interesting song to listen to. I'll have to check it out for sure. Do you have uh, any other rappers that have you know influenced your life or changed how you feel about the genre? Kind of. Um, I would say that like I don't know. I'm not very good at keeping up with like mainstream stuff, so I'm always looking like a layer or two deep. I don't think yeah. this makes me a good person. I'm just not good at keeping up. But uh, I I remember discovering Aesop Rock mm-hmm. and like the you know quote unquote intellectual rappers uh, because at the time it was all like it was all like G rap and you know club rap it was it was like DMX and Fifty Cent what what yeah. were popular at the time and I remember discovering Aesop Rock and being like okay. I can get okay. down with this. Yeah, I can get down with this. And he, I don't know if he is like credited, if he's understood as one of the like progenitors of the indie rock, indie rap scene. He is. But it's people that like, yeah, really like hip hop and, you know, grew up listening like Wu Tang. Yep. And then each individual members of Wu Tang, you know, MF Doom and, and all of them, like those types of people, they, they know. They, yeah, they know Aesop is it's definitely highly accredited and in, in that community. It was just incredible. It, it led me to like 
you know, just sort of understand that it wasn't all just rapping about clubs and girls yeah. and, and all that. The gold and the girls and the guns, as Metric would say. Yeah, for me, I think my number two would have to be Little Dicky. Oh, sure. Um, He just, like, changes the scope of the genre completely. And, like, you know, obviously there... It was... It's... Weird Ale had his kind of thing where he would, you know, mimic songs and do parodies of them. Mm-hmm. And I think if if he had had less of the funny side of it, he might have been able to do similar things. But Little Dicky's ability to just free associate and make things a lot less heavy hearted in songs yeah. is super refreshing. And, you know, he does speak on a lot of. A lot of his songs speak on, like, again, kind of representation within it. Like, the, it's not a, a white guy rapping about how he is in the culture. It's a white guy rapping about his life experiences as a white guy. <laughs> so it's it's just really, I don't know. It, yeah. it's, it's always been really fun. It's, it's interesting. It's, in, it's interesting how... He just had a how, different approach. Yeah, he doesn't come across as, like, pandering. I feel like... It would be mm-hmm. very easy to come across as pandery as like, ah, you know, I'm just it, the way that like, what's that Everclear song where um, father of mine? Yeah. Where he's like, he's like, it's not easy being a white kid in a black neighborhood. And it's like, eh, but you're still what at the end of the day, you're still white. Yeah. Um, and little Dicky doesn't come across that way. Like he's he's sort of aware of his stance yeah. in the community well, it's, it's seeing how much love he gets from yeah. other people in the genre mm-hmm. it's just so so uplifting it's yeah. like because he's he is completely different and he doesn't take things super serious but like he still has the respect of people which is it's just a, a cool flip on it you know you can go from listening to you know some old school old school like biggie Pac, nah something like that and then flip the script and go to listening to lil dicky talk about a made up like t- talking to his own brain about yeah a little a cartoon a cartoon brain going through stuff and like all the thoughts in his head or like even uh i forget what the name of the song is but he has an entire song about just being too high oh yeah i, I don't know if you've listened to that one but like just is the one, entire thought process. Is, is of, it one of, of his newer uh, ones? No, it's old. It's like probably five, six years old at least. Then I'm sure I've listened to it, but yeah. I just can't bring it to mind right now. But like he made just to make an entire song off of, uh, you know, the thought process of being too high and like how you get in your own head and the things you think of. I don't mm-hmm. know. I just it is something that I can relate to and like laugh at because he does it in a manner that's just super appealing. Um, you know who reminds me of Little Dicky? Hmm. Um, who doesn't get the love that, like the mainstream love? The people who know him are aware, but yeah, um, Harry Mack. I think you actually introduced me to Harry Mack, but like Harry Mack is crazy. He's, and he's incredible. He doesn't record. I don't. I feel like he doesn't record like songs, albums. He's got a few, but not a ton. Yeah, that. But that's where his downfall is. Like if he would just like yeah write and you know record he could be he could be right up there with little dicky yeah. i watched a video of him recently where he was someone challenged him to break down his bars 
while he was rapping them. Yeah, I, I watched that. It's so good. And it was just incredible. He was breaking down the rhyme scheme as he came yep. up with it. Okay, now that's what I just did there. And here's some alliteration. And here's... It's incredible how fast this dude's mind works. It, it It's nuts how fast he works. And he, the, what I enjoy about listening to his freestyles is he's not just painting a broad picture like somebody will give him a word and rather than just incorporating that word he incorporates an entire like theme he'll mm-hmm. he'll flip an entire theme around that word and all the different words that are associated with it rather than just throwing in that word and doing a you know a 10 second little thing he'll go yep. for 30 seconds on an entire elaborate scheme of that word and how it intermingles uh, he's just he has gotten so much better and i think when I first discovered him, which this was this was probably five to seven years ago, mm-hmm. um, I didn't really like him. But I think the nerves got to him a lot then. He used to have like this nervous tick or things where like he couldn't, he wasn't to the point where he could completely fill up the time. So he would say his name over and over and over again. So rather than uh, doing like yeah, the yeah. uh or the um, it was Harry Mac, Harry Mac, Harry Mac. And that really annoyed me. But he's gotten away from that a ton as I think he's gotten more comfortable in his lane. And as he's honed his craft, he's gotten completely away from that. And he's it's so enjoyable. Um, I think one, I think he's just a super positive dude. Yep. Uh, I mean, obviously, we see what they allow us to see, but he seems very genuine. And the way he interacts with people is super nice. Um, I don't know. I, it's very appealing, pleasing and uplifting watching his videos. Yeah, like yeah. You know, learn stuff like thinking about, you know, different ways you can incorporate things. Yeah. Um, but also just it's just positivity. You know, it's like uh, hearing something like that in in front of you, it's like it, it just it makes people happy. Yeah. A, du- uh, a dude like this is incredible. A dude who like has certain talent but then like has the has the like fortitude to actually practice it and hone it and get better. It's the same way that I hear people talk about Harry Mack is the same way that I hear people talk about like Steph Curry, yeah. you know, like just, just do natu- it over. No- just, just, just a natural talent, it. but also put in those 10,000 hours. Yeah. Well, I watched one of these interviews um, and they were talking about that. They're like, you know, it takes 10,000 hours to become a master. And he was like, I wish I could say at 10,000 hours, I was good. Yeah. And he's, he like broke down like from the time he started rapping till now and on average, and he's at something, something like 70,000 hours, he would guess of just mm-hmm. freestyling. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> that's what it takes. It's, it, it, I, yeah. I don't think that 10, that 10,000 hour thing, like, I don't, I don't think people use that correctly. I think it's a no, Joseph Campbell thing. But it's it's ten thousand hours to become an expert, I believe. Yeah, not but a master. Like, so like at ten thousand hours, he could tell you how he's doing what he does, how someone else could get to his level. But yeah. to become, you know, to transcend, to become the best at it, you have to keep going past that barrier. You have to be willing to learn from your mistakes. I can't I was trying to find I've been trying to find this video about like how to be successful in just in general. And they used Harry Mack as an example of somebody who puts in those hours, 
gets lucky to get found is willing to fail and learn from the failure yeah and i don't know there was some fourth thing if i find the video i'll link it in the discord but i I don't think i can find it now it was some like lesser (laughs) creator but it was an incredible video out there a lot yeah absolutely it's like you have to think too i was like can imagine the situations that he gets in where you know he i'm sure everybody has that self-doubt in them at some point or another and it's like i can only imagine the internal pressure of like walking into the booth yep with you know charlemagne and like joey badass and sitting down next to them and then having having them turn the beat on and you have to perform in front of them it's like he has so much love for the craft but like having somebody take you seriously it's like he wants nothing more than that but it's it's got to be like a lot of weight sitting next to people that you respect yeah and just hoping that you'll be good enough to gain their approval I don't know. He might not care about that, but I can imagine being in that situation. He, he, he probably does. You can't not care about that. Like it's it's the same thing with any celebrity who gets nominated for an Oscar who's like, I don't really care about it. Oscar's just and then they like win it or they get nominated and it's impossible not to feel something about that, you know? And same with Definitely. Harry Mack. Like you can sit across the table from Flo. And there's no way to not feel something about that. Yep. Like, it doesn't matter who you are. Um, but yeah, I, I watched their stream not that long ago. Um, it's a long stream, but Harry Mack went on Mark Rebier's stream. Mm-hmm. And like, I know Mark Rebier's blowing up on his own, but I swear to God, if if those two form some sort of touring group oh, kill it. of just impro- improvisation, Mark Rebier filling in beats harry mack going to town over the top of them they would take the world by storm yeah and like i don't know he deserves harry mack deserves it if nobody else because he's such a just chill dude yeah he really does seem super chill and awesome these these days these days having that uh (laughs) having that just like makes me think like okay maybe maybe there's something going on already the surface yeah, I know. It's like you don't want to believe that he's that cool. We live on that the internet. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. You know who I, I'll put on this list too? And, and I don't think he can be at the same level as the others. Mm-hmm. But Marlon Craft yeah, yeah, has sure. been a huge influence on me. And even Joyner Lucas. Like mm-hmm. artists that are willing to touch sensitive subjects in a tasteful way. It's just so refreshing. Because it's like I want to. You don't realize you need to hear something until you hear it. And. A lot of artists just give you the generic, like you said, club hip hop stuff where they're just, which I I like that a lot. Like I'm not, I'm, I'm listening to that most of the time when I'm going somewhere, but like it's nowhere near as memorable as songs from people like Joyner or Marlon where like I, I can remember the exact moment that I watched and heard a music video from either one of those people for the first time. And it's just because of their song choice was impactful i mean i really do appreciate them and i don't know there's just something about marlon the way he carries himself and the different influences that you can see across his music it's the jazz in in marlon craft like it's it's the jazziest rap i've ever heard and it's incredible to me yeah he's he's just so good i just i can't get enough of him 
Yeah. So I figured we'd talk about uh, most well-known rap lyrics, and I think we talked about it already. I think uh, so, A little too. bit off, off, uh, off air, if you will. Um, and I think we both agreed that we landed on the... It has to be Eminem with uh, Lose Yourself. Yeah. I don't know if there's anything that, like comes close to that as far as just overall notoriety across the board with like all age demographics like i think you you made a really good point when you brought up like you could just say the two word phrase mom spaghetti yeah and like 90 percent of people could finish that next part for you i mean that phrase didn't exist before you know it's like it's like when when somebody says like, ah, do you know where this phrase came from? Who invented this phrase? It's either Eminem or Shakespeare. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> it's funny. It sounds silly to say that, but like people forget or or people don't get taught this because this is something that I learned in the past maybe year or two. Shakespeare was like a lowbrow playwright like his shit was performed yeah. in bars to drunk crowds and he was just like fucking around with the language and using slang and these days we think it's all fancy because it got popular and it's old and he uses these and those but like nah shakespeare's body shakespeare was like lowbrow at the time and i don't think that it's absolutely out of the park to describe some to compare some rappers these days mm-hmm. to shakespeare like uh, in all honesty like it's it's they're playing with the language in ways that people haven't for a little bit of time now but like they're they're shaking things up and i think that's good sort of in general i would have to agree all right. Well, I will finish off my topic with one one question for you, and this is going to be one that might be a a tough answer. But okay, if you could only listen to one rap album for the rest of your life, what would it be? Man, this is tough. I know it changed so much for me because, like, I think my younger self, obviously, I would have picked um, the Eminem show, but yeah. I don't know now if I would. Just because, like, it holds a sentimental place in my heart, obviously, and it got me through, like, a specific point in life. Like, I, I could connect to those in a certain way, but now I just think that I look for other things in music, obviously, as I've matured and, you know, my taste for the genre has grown. Mm-hmm. And <sighs> there's just so many good ones, but I know, and, and this comes at a terrible time because of the person but i think honestly i would have to pick college dropout yeah i think i i mean i don't agree with anything that he's saying now or the person that he has uh ended up seeming to turn into but that is just a masterful album yeah it's it is a shame what's happening with him right now Mm -hmm. honestly i i think i'm i'm in the camp where i just hope he gets help but same that aside, like yeah that's that's not a bad there's just so much variety on the album Mm -hmm. and that would be that's the main reason that i would pick that over the eminem show it's like the eminem show is a much more condensed idea of an album i feel like like it 
it, the ebb and flows of that album are phenomenal but you get such a wide variety of vibes and musical feeling with college dropout i mean going from you know all halls down into uh graduation like those kinds of things like you just i don't know yeah i just i love it more i didn't even listen to it that much when it came out but i've over the probably the last like five to ten years i would say i've listened to it a lot more it's it's been ever present for me Mm -hmm. like yeah i know you loved it way more than i don't think i could have ever when we were younger like it was one of your that and uh Gym class heroes, one that out al- yeah. one of their albums were yeah, like yeah. your your two <laughs> rap albums. If I was like, it's funny because rap, I knew you were gonna pick those two. It's funny because like th- those are those are two. I, I'm really struggling picking one out of three that I have in my head, and those are two of them. Yeah. Um, and the third one is a recommendation from you. It's uh, Funhouse Mirrors. Oh, it's so good. That album hit me so hard. And honestly, like, I think I, I think I have to eliminate the Eminem show for the same reason. Um, yeah, the, the sort of variety. And it's not like, it's not like Papercut Chronicles or Funhouse Mirrors has like a ton of variety on their own, but just sort of as a genre, like Gym Class Heroes being, you know, a a rap rock fusion group and Marlon Mm -hmm. Craft, that particular album being so rap jazz. Yep is like one of those has to be my pick it's it's hard to say because papercut chronicles has stuck with me for so long and fun house mirrors is so new yeah and i don't know i don't think you i don't think you understand how much joy it brought me that you liked that so much it was incredible like you're not i would say in like the the scope of music i'm a much more music forward person like i i I would say i probably like to talk about music and stuff more so than you do and like i watch a lot i watch a lot more so like i'm never super excited to show you something because i don't it's not that you don't enjoy music i just don't feel like you're you care about it as much as like i do in certain aspects so it's like you might like it, but it's not like I get giddy about finding new artists and stuff. Whereas, I, like, you'd yeah, be like, no, "Oh, that's I, good." No, but I definitely, not... I definitely get that too. I just get it less often. Yeah, and <laughs> I, I listen to I listen to more music like podcasts these days. Yeah, than probably you do. I really like knowing what is happening in music. Yeah, um, it's it's like hard for me to pick apart music. Um, this one podcast that I listen to strong songs, he uh, has this phrase where he will like break down a piece of music, like a section of a piece of music. He will recreate it in a more easily digestible way. And then he will play the original with, after saying this phrase ears on. And that is something that I have started trying to do just when I'm listening to music in general to actively pay more attention, have my ears on listen, listen to what is actually happening all around one, two layers deep and see just how deep the music is. And there's, there's a lot of stuff like, like bands with great producers or just bands who are great in general. Every time a chorus comes along it will be a little different. There is an evolution of the chorus to prevent it from getting stale. Stale, And yeah. 
a lot of the stuff that I hear just sort of in popular music is designed for the chorus to be recognizable. It's the same every time with Mm -hmm. notable exceptions. Like Taylor Swift is really good at having that variation in her songs and her stuff is interesting to me. Ed Sheeran's very good. I think that's mostly his producer to be completely honest. Very well could be. But he's got a great voice and he takes direction well. So that you know, you can't discount that. But um yeah, I don't know. I don't know where I was going with that, but um it, it's harder for me to connect to music, I think is where I'm going with it. Like not a whole lot of stuff hits me, but when it does, it hits me hard. And that's the way that's what um Funhouse Mirrors did to me. And like we made that Spotify playlist together, right? And some of the songs that I've heard on there um have taken me the same way. Some of the country songs in particular, because it's a genre that I wasn't super familiar with. Yeah. Um, but once you sort of get out of your own way and realize that music is music, like there was that one song that I took a screenshot and sent to you, and I'm like, this is this is just a Mayday Parade song, but in Wranglers instead of skinny jeans. Yeah, I mean, like, there's just—it's all the same shit. Yeah, it's just a a different different skin, skin and the cat the same way, but differently. And I know what you mean. It's and that would for me, it's different because daily I get goosebumps listening to like music. Mm -hmm. I I don't know. It's just something with my brain, but like audible cues just hit me and it, it always has and it, i think it's why i have such an infatuation with like singing contests and all those shows because i can sure i can tell like who the top five are going to be just most of the time just by listening and like the ones that give me that i'm like oh yeah that's going through like that those mm-hmm. will be the ones at the end because like i don't know it just hits me differently and it's not like i can distinguish a great singer from somebody that just has that factor that just the, the opening note just t- sends chills down my back. The X factor? Yeah, the X factor. Like, it, it's a cliche thing to say, but, like, yeah. it really is something that matters. No, I, I get what you mean. And, like, this is, um, I think you'd be a good producer. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Um, if you learned, like, editing, like, audio editing software, like Ableton or, or something mm-hmm. like that, like, you could probably just be a good producer because... A good producer is not always a good musician. Like these two things don't have to go hand in hand the same way that a great coach is not necessarily a great player. Yeah. Right. Like you may not be able to do the thing, but you know what needs to be done. And that's the way that a lot of great producers are. I would say that's what DJ Khaled is. Yeah. I don't think that he's a great performer. I don't think that he's a great songwriter, but you cannot deny that this man is a great producer because some of the people that he's worked with are the biggest names in the game. Like it's it's hard to deny something like that. But uh and there's there's others that are sort of less in the spotlight. Like I know Brian Eno was like a prolific producer. There was one particular guy who was responsible for like the Backstreet Boys and like Christina Aguilera and a lot of those like big pop acts at the time. Yeah. Um, It was basically like one producer and, you know, he's just undeniable. I can't even remember his name. I I heard a whole story about him. I can't remember his name. Um, Well, it's like Chris Stapleton. Um, He has so many song credits for huge artists yeah and like he just started to break out 
like you know within the last five to seven years mm -hmm. but he's been he's been he's been writing for so long for like all different kinds of people trying to see if i can find a list of songs you didn't people didn't know that he wrote yeah um uh, if it hadn't been for love by adele he wrote that okay crash and burn by thomas rat um let's see don't start lying to me now by joss stone and it's like his it goes across all the genres yeah too. like yeah he's not just like stuck in something your man by josh turner uh, i'm trying to see if i can find another one on here that the funny thing about this is that the song that he's most famous for, singing, performing, is a cover. Yeah. <laughs> yep, it really is. It's hilarious. <laughs> that is like deep irony. Yeah, it's just what he needed to to go by, you know? It's like, yep. just just hits different. He's got a ton of them, but he has, trying to find one, I know he's pretty sure he has one for it. I didn't even realize who this dude was was for a while um yeah because like you turned me on to that youtube channel uh, lost lost in vegas yep um and i would always go to their like popular videos and th their reaction to tennessee whiskey um yeah. is their most popular video and i was like <laughs> I, I can i can replay their reaction in my head as you're saying it i haven't even watched it i i i like i was like why is that and then one day I'm like in a store, the song comes on, I hear it, and it clicks. I'm like, this is the song they're reacting to. Yep. <laughs> and That's I, hilarious. I, had, I don't know why I just did not form that connection. It's funny because they put you know, they always pause it and they'll talk. And Ryan's sitting there and he's just like in awe. And George is like, that boy ain't singing. He's singing. <laughs> yeah. He goes, yeah. he goes, how? Has somebody in the black community not told me about this guy? <laughs> He's like, when you got a voice like that, black people's ears perk up when you can hit those, I, those runs. And I, I was like, oh. <laughs> I love the the white people that the black community has like adopted. It's like Chris yeah. Stapleton. It's Haley Williams from Paramore. And oh, they, I is, love all the TikToks about that is, right um, now. Yeah, the the one where the dude is like, "How the fuck she know how to crip walk so good?" Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. But uh, and then the third one is Hozier. Yep. because uh, he's incredible, and I think it was like Mavis Staples decided to do a song with him after hearing "Take Me to Church," and he is just like the most Irish man. Yeah, it's like. <laughs> it's but it's it's incredible I, I remember listening to an interview with with mavis staples why she decided that she wanted to do a song with him because you don't go up to someone like mavis staples who was like so big in soul and r&b and asked her to do a song with you you just say yes when she comes to you and yep. she was like i heard this boy sing and she was like he gets it like he gets mm -hmm. everything that we went through to get to where we are today. And she's like, then she found out that he was from Ireland. And she's like, that's it. It makes sense. Yeah. You know, it's crazy. I was actually watching another interview a few days ago with little Dirk. I'm, I don't know if you know who that is or not, but nope. he's a, he's a rapper. And, um, he released last year, a song with Morgan Wallen called Broadway girls. And this was like probably six months after Morgan Wallen had all that go down with the the neighbor sharing the video. I don't know who that is. Oh, 
Uh, he's a he's number one or number two, depending on who you talk to in country music right now. Okay. Um, and his neighbor recorded him drunkly one night outside using the N word, <laughs> and the internet exploded as it should, and like he got taken off Spotify and everything. Yeah, sure. And you know there was all kinds of outrage, and it was deserved. But they asked him, they're like, you know, did you did you just know because of the controversy that it would be a big song, and that's why you did it, or like did you truly trust him? And he was like, you know, he's like, we had talked about it before and nothing came to it and he goes i had talked to some friends and they were like man it was just a mistake like he's not really a a racist person like it wasn't not a normal thing he's like i had a phone call with him it was cool and then i went over and we just we were in the studio he's like you can just like as a, a black man he's like i can sit with somebody and know their intentions based on their vibe that they give off and he was like he just didn't have that vibe like ever it felt like i was hanging out with just a normal friend he's yeah. like he just he just made a mistake and like i'm not perfect i've done stupid stuff and he's like i just think that people need to, to move past it and i was like wow i mean like because i didn't even know the song had come out i just happened to like i, I if i see interviews come up with people i just watch them like i watch rap hip-hop interviews all day at work a lot of the time like i'll just be like you know what today i want to watch these and i'll just go down the rabbit hole of like all different interviews or like freestyles and stuff and i don't even really listen to Lil dirk but it was just a, a cool introspective thought on that happening and like him being accepted after that happens still uh, i just thought that was a cool cool piece to kind of you know dictate like live and learn kind of yep so that had some impact on me yeah, listening to it. I'm just reading up on it. It sounds like he's like the one dude who played it right. Released a video telling people to not defend him. Yeah. Like just fully coming out with it, uh, donating proceeds of one of his albums to the NAACP. Like <laughs> it's funny. <laughs> it's this is fucked up though. I'm I, <laughs> I'm just on Wikipedia. <laughs> It's like mm -hmm. under the controversies tab, it's like on February 2nd, TMZ released a recorded video showing Wallace using the word. And then like Wikipedia just goes whole hog and just puts it on there. Puts the video on there? No, it puts the word on there. Oh, it's man. Like, it's like you think that. I don't know. I don't know. I guess Wikipedia doesn't like censor or anything, but no, it's still, crowdsourced. It's, so it's literally so anybody funny. could just go in there and be like, <laughs> it is, but it isn't. There's, there is a substantial moderation team on here, but still like, I guess it makes sense that they're not, it's like a, it's like a repository for information, but it was just funny. Yeah. Uh, like, reading, see it there. reading through it and then being like, they didn't like start out or no. anything. It's just, bah. okay, there it is. It's, yeah, it's yeah. even in quotes. Yep. Uh, but but yeah, now nah, this this dude, this dude seems pretty cool about it. He's like kept doing, he's kept doing like, you know, organ organizing. Yeah, keeps uh, supporting shows, good he causes. Does, he does covers of rap songs yeah. at his shows, which is which is just unexpected. It is, but it isn't. There's there's a long tradition of white people doing guitar covers of rap songs. On YouTube? No, I mean, his isn't like guitar covers. It's He's like just rapping. straight up rapping. Incredible. <laughs> yeah, it's it's good. It's funny. Uh, but, he, uh, he performed at the Grand Ole Opry this past year. Oh, yeah, yeah. That was pretty cool. Yep, Luke, uh, which I went to see Luke Combs uh, in October 1st, yeah. and he he got inducted into the Grand Ole Opry. 
like he's a another artist that's like i don't know you get you just get those gems that you just you you have to protect at all costs mm. and like he's one of those like just constantly giving back doesn't care about like he like obviously he likes everyone likes money but like you could tell it's not the driving force and like he did a a baby reveal for a couple that, that was at the show mm-hmm. one of them recently like they had a sign he revealed it on stage like he's just constantly like giving back it's just just super cool wallen was arrested for disorderly conduct after being ejected from kid rock's steakhouse in nashville in may 2020 <laughs> <laughs> i love i love the gems that wikipedia gives you yeah where they're just like everything is written every sentence in on wikipedia is written in a vacuum it's just yep. incredible. So that's going to wrap up my topic for today. Okay. So we'll go into my loose end. My loose end isn't really anything crazy. Um, it's more of a plug. Ooh. If you like MMOs, <laughs> <laughs> New World is phenomenal, and it's 50% off right now, and I'm going to do everything in my power to convince Vince to play it. But uh, yeah, it's just they've done a lot of a lot of good. Uh, and if you're looking for something that's kind of casual, um, if you're a person that likes like RuneScape or something, this has a really good immersive gathering system. Um, it's like th- three buttons. You have three skills and then your two mouse clicks. So you have a combined total of five utilities to use. So it's not like you got a 37 button rotation like in WoW or some of the other hardcore MMOs. And it's just, uh, they've done a really good job. It's very fun. I've been enjoying myself thoroughly and it's uh, hard to pull me away from it. So you should check it out. And right now they actually, they just had the first uh, big patch. They released Fresh Start servers. And I actually thought this was really cool. They, uh, along with the Fresh Start servers, they launched this event called Return to Eternum and they got like all the big streamers that that streamed new world when it first came out and they split up they had three three like main captains for each team uh there's four teams and they're like four different servers and then those three captains um would each pick like a faction because there's three different colored factions in the game and there is objectives so like that the, that the servers are racing for and it unlocks twitch drops for the game so like the things they actually do and that you watch them do benefit the 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 watcher because the more they do the more drops that you get for different skins and stuff and it's just like it's made me play the game more but also watch the game more and just a very smart marketing tactic um it's been going since the second and it's like there's always somebody on because it's just a ton of content creators so it's just been super immersive and it's sucked me in wow that's my spiel it sure is. Um, is it on Steam or do I have to download it? Is on it? Steam. Oh God, I was hoping that I was going to be able to use a separate launcher as an excuse to not try it. I I will buy it for you. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. Nicole's, <laughs> Nicole's away this week, so we'll we'll see what I'm what I'm up to, what I'm yep. willing to do. All right. Um. Any any last stuff before we move on to my? Nope. I am ready to okay. slide on over into your word. All right. My word this week is ideal. Um. Mm. Pretty open word. Basically, could have used it for anything. For some reason, what this made me think of is like overly formal language 
Actually, Nicole helped me with this too. And this is where our thought process went on. Like ideal, overly formal language. And then like, I don't know, somehow we got onto robots. Uh, so that's what we're, we'll be talking about. Um, the ideal robots. Uh. Um, the particular bent that I wanted to go on this is like, if there were a household task that you could delegate solely to a robot what mm. would it be laundry it, yeah 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 like uh, i'm and i'm not talking like because we mean washing machine and dryer like that's already like yep you know robotic kind of but like i'm talking yeah. like take my clothes out of my room say bring the hamper put them in the washer knows the timer comes back takes them out puts them in the dryer pulls them out when they're dry folds them and puts them away Mm, yeah. I want that robot, like where I don't have to touch it. Oh, that would be yeah. amazing. That would be incredible. I would actually settle for just the folding and hanging. Right. Like. <laughs> oh yeah, I, I definitely rock the uh, clothes basket full of freshly washed clothes a lot of the time. Yep. Yep. That's that's just how it's just how we live our lives over here. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think it's that for me. Either that or like, well, no, I was going to say, well, wait, what was I going to say? It's so hard to think of anything that's not Ooh, like a household robot one. that's not vacuuming because that is like so prevalent these days. Meal prep. Uh, I don't know. I would lo- I would really like that. Like I like doing that though. I like doing that when I'm cooking like a specific meal, but I'm talking like for the full week. Like I would love a robot okay. that was just like, okay, sure. let me cook out, cook out all this chicken breast. Let me cook out all these potatoes or all this rice and all these vegetables and just portion them so that they're just okay. in the fridge ready to go. Yeah, you're, you're talking like capital, Real, like right up. capital yeah. M, capital P meal prep. Oh, yeah. Okay. I, my mind I'm not just talking like just chopping. Like, yeah, that's where my yeah, mind goes no, to. No, I like that too. Like that's relaxing. You're talking like, like making lunches for the week. Yeah. Like so that like you just... Yep. Open the fridge and you just got all your meal choices there. Yep. That would be awesome. That would be cool. Um, Yeah. It's hard for me to think past laundry. Laundry f- fucking sucks. <laughs> it sucks so bad. And as an adult, there's no one to tell you you have to put them away. Yeah. So yep. it's just like, hmm, nobody's coming over and they're not going to be in my bedroom. Especially for like, yep. like you. Like you're married. Like the only person that could judge you, you live with. And she does it too. She does it too. I'm assuming. So, so like, <laughs> you're like, it's just like, a you're like, yeah, fuck that. Uh, yeah. 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 So, yeah. If it, if there's something nice in there that I got to wear to look nice, like we, we also own an iron. So. <laughs> oh, this is kind of off the sidetrack, but I'll forget if we don't talk about it now. Uh-huh. But it, it, it makes me laugh. So you know how we we talked about like self-governing and like the people that bring their shopping carts back? Yeah. I had the same thought last night. Okay. So in New World, there's uh like these world trains, kind of like there was in in sure. Guild Wars. Yeah. You know, you go around to all the different events. Meta trains. There's like the yeah, there's these elite zones in New World that are like level 66 zones that you have to have a group to do. And like the map will get together and do all of them in a chain together, right? There's so many people a lot of the time that like the enemies don't know who to aggro to, so they just kind of freak out. But then 
sometimes the for the stragglers all the enemies get left there because people just mm. refuse to kill stuff yeah and i said that in global chat last night i was like the people that just run by the mobs and don't kill them when they see people getting the shit beat out of them <laughs> are the ones that don't put their cards back yeah like <laughs> just that's made a, me, made that's me a, laugh that's funny i think that is funny i disagree a little bit just because there are people getting hurt by those people's decisions and nobody's getting hurt by carts not getting put back. A 100%. If, if a yeah. the wind blows a cart into somebody's That's car fair. and it does it, there's a potential for it to ruin somebody's That's day. Fair. Yeah. Carts are if, like heavy. a nominal task that doesn't take eh, very much effort at all. Yep. They just, yep. Yep. they don't give a, about anybody but themselves in that moment so that yeah that's it I, that just for some like reason it. popped in my head i like it uh okay that would be another that would be another one that would be good but it's kind of already there but like a grocery shopping so like it's kind of already because you can already instacart and stuff but like that's not a robot just, i mean it's not it's a human but you don't have to do it so i mean it's just kind of the same thing Okay, you're just increasing someone else's suffering in order to... I mean, they're choosing the suffering, though. <laughs> sure, they're choosing it. But I, I'm losing. I'm using suffering loosely, obviously. Like, I'm, yeah. I don't think that there, people are, like, getting fish-hooked into doing Instacart. No. But, like, like uh, you're using but someone else's labor in order to if do there that. was a robot that, like, went to the store, bought yeah, everything... Yeah, yeah. Brought it home, put it all away. If there were legitimately a drone service that would could go pick items off of a shelf and leave the store and bring them all to you. <laughs> and put them away in your house. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. I, I want okay, to put it away. Okay, this I is, want everything. Yeah, this is ideal. I can't I can't judge you for being lazy. No, the the whole idea is I about know. being lazy. That's that's exactly where I, <laughs> like that's that exactly where I went to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, because there's nothing worse than like going and make doing a huge grocery trip, and like you know it takes you an hour to go through the store and like get everything and cash out and you bag it all and you put it all in the car and then you get home and you're like. Okay, you gotta carry do it all it. in and you put it all down and you're in like, reverse. fuck, I gotta put all this away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or yeah my, and I get you. My favorite move, have you ever done this one where like you go grocery shopping and get a bunch of groceries and then you finish grocery shopping and as you're done, you're like, fuck, I'm hungry. <laughs> but I don't want to cook anything. I spent all my energy shopping for the food. Um, That's definitely happened to me and, and a bunch of other people I've talked to a, a couple of times where like you... You go and do all your shopping. It, you're like, oh yeah. man, that took all that took all my mental energy. It sounds to go like something that we would have done. We're usually pretty good about <laughs> deciding to eat before we go shopping or something. Like, we got to go shopping. We're gonna be out anyway. We might as well get something to eat. So yeah, we're we're good about doing that. But yeah, no, I, there's almost certainly been a time when we have finished shopping and gone like, uh, now we have to now we have to do dinner yeah so. okay. i've already i've spent all my all, all my currency my life yeah. currency for the day to yeah <laughs> doing the shopping now i need to do the eating and uh that's not yeah not ideal not but ideal 
Okay, um, I want to know now which robot is not ideal. <laughs> which um, one is not ideal? Is there like currently a technology that is a robot that does a household task that you think people are just wasting their money on that that is not necessary hmm. or or is somehow detrimental to somebody not doing that task instead of doing it themselves? Um, I don't know. I think the only one that comes to mind for me is the lawnmower bot. Uh, that sounds awesome to me. Yeah, I maybe I was like I I pay for a service to cut my lawn. So it's like I'm that getting, sounds ideal. I'm I'm getting I I must be getting to the stage in my life where I like cutting the grass because like I'm like upset. I would, I'm fine cutting the grass. The problem is, is it's always a fucking chore. It's like, well, I have time today to cut the grass. Oh, look, it's raining. Yeah, well, I have yeah, time, yeah. I have time today to cut the grass. Oh, it rained three days ago and the ground's still fucking soggy. Oh, I have today to cut the grass. Oh, well, too bad. It, you can't. The fucking mower doesn't want to start or some shit. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. I get that. I, I get that. I guess it's all. It's also has to do, I think, more with like when I lived in the other house, it was fine. You just had a riding motor. It was cool. But the one that we have here, or had here, was already here when I moved in. And it was a, a plug-in electric one. So you had like oh, a 60-foot no. extension cord. And like that made it unbearable. Yeah, that plug-in. I don't like uh, that's Oh, it's so bad. Oh my God. It's kind of like the yeah, same. I know, that, I know that Sky has an electric push mower, but it's an EE machine. Ba- battery-operated one. Yeah, I don't remember what the brand is. It's not e machine. It's not a. <laughs> it's a Walmart computer. It's not from, a, it's not a budget Walmart 2000s. computer. No, it's not that. <laughs> I just picture an old ass e machine computer with mower blades on the bottom of it. Same. And like a, same. And a lawnmower handle, and you're just pushing it across the grass. Uh, no, but he's like, he's no. got a battery powered uh, electric mower, and that, those things are cool. Uh, they're nice yeah. and quiet. Like they, you don't have to worry about like pull starting them or oil or anything. I think mm-hmm. I don't know. He could probably tell you better, but like those are cool. And then like I don't know. For me, I just bit the bullet. You know, I, I found a good deal uh, at Home Depot. It was like whatever, twenty four month no interest financing or something like that. I just mm-hmm. bought a zero turn mower. It's <laughs> like. Oh, really? When? How long ago did you get that? Oh, gosh. This was uh, a year ago? I didn't know you coming ever got up, that. Coming that's... up on a year ago? See, that makes it much more enjoyable. Yeah. I'm sure. Well, that's the thing. Like, <laughs> Yeah, that's the thing. It's like I, I, can, I can get home, and if I really absolutely need to mow the lawn, and I know that it's going to be bad weather or whatever per- would prevent me from doing it, it takes me like a half an hour now. So. Yeah. Like I could just get out there, zoom, 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 and uh, the lawn's mowed. Yeah, see, um, it would take me a half an hour to mow here with the mower we had, and yeah. we have like nothing. But yeah. it's like I could do part of it, and then I have to move the plug to the other side of the house. Yeah, like it's a sixty so, foot cord, so you have to reel it all in yeah, and then move it over there. Like and a yeah. nightmare. The cord <laughs> sounds so like a nightmare. It, it, the only reason ever we stopped doing it is because uh, it, it it ended up. The cord ended up getting caught as it always under, does underneath the mower, and I just cut the cord in half. Yep, yep. My father did the same thing with his uh, weed whacker. Uh-huh. Uh, I was a plug-in weed whacker, and the thing is, like, 
plug-in weed whackers are actually awesome. Uh, they like have way more power than a battery operated one. They're like less dangerous and less noisy than a gas powered one. So like that is ideal, except you're going to cut that cord. <laughs> and that's not ideal. Nope. Eventually you're definitely cutting it. Yep. Yep. Um, so yeah, those are our best, I, I guess our most wanted and our least wanted robots. Although we never, I don't think we actually came up with one that actually we th- did think was useless. I, I don't know. Anything that can be automated like in the home is, is kind of good. I'm just all for saving time now. Yeah. Like I value my time at yeah. this point in my life more than I ever have. Like I'm not willing to give it up for things that like, if I don't enjoy it, I'm not going to fucking do it. Yeah, like, sure. I, like, eventually, I'm not gonna have the option to make those choices. So, like, I want to live my life to enjoy it, not to just do the things that I'm told to fucking do because of society. Like, yep. I don't fucking like it. I'm not gonna do it. We do live in a society. Yep. Um, on that topic, though, I was watching a technology connections video. It's a YouTube channel that I really like. He's just like a super nerdy dude who is like a really great presenter and he finds these technology connections between whatever two seemingly unrelated things and makes videos about how they're connected. He made one about dishwashers and he he went on this little rant about how people are like, yeah, but I could just do my dishes like so much faster than a dishwasher will do them. Like it takes two hours for a dishwasher to to do the dishes. And, you know, I could do it in like, 15 20 minutes and he's like yeah that's true i could do my dishes in 20 minutes instead of two hours but if i put the dishes in the dishwasher and turn it on and it takes two hours you know what i'm not doing for those two hours washing dishes so what are you losing you're saving that 20 minutes for not washing the dishes on your own and letting a machine do the work for you the machine takes longer but who cares it's machine work and it's it's so funny. Uh, so I'm I'm right there with you. Like anything that can save you time that you can offload to a machine or a robot these days is probably better for you. Yeah. Jeez. Oh, Definitely is. I would imagine. Like there's just I don't know. The easier I can make things, the better. And I don't know. It's just something about the weight of the world now. Like everything seems more daunting than it did when I was younger. Yeah, <laughs> sure. Like I, I can remember like thinking back to like even working at Bargain Outlet. Like I was bored of working there, but I wasn't miserable. You know what I mean? And it's like now it's like I love my job now, but I don't fucking want to go there. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> like, I hear you. I don't know. It's just like, I just, the amount of time versus what I get out of it is not enough. And like, almost like any job, I feel like, unless you're working like five hours a week and making enough to support yourself or sustain your life, anything other than that just seems not anywhere near worth. Yeah. Yeah. I know what you mean. Uh, Okay. Now I guess we'll finish off with a question that I just thought was kind of cool. What's the best fictional robot? Josh Jarvis. Okay. It's it's sweet. I mean, it's like just that AI um yeah, man. dictionary, like entire world of knowledge at all times just there. I mean, we kind of have it with like a cell phone, but the integration of eh. it just being able to being able to talk to it and having like the visual stuff in front of you. Yeah, until we get like a fully integrated AR experience. Yeah. Like 
I don't I don't think we have that. Google Glass was close. Yeah. But those things were weird to use. Did you ever try to use one? Mm-mm. Was that an uh-huh or an uh-uh? No, that was a no. Okay. That was a no. That was a mm-mm. <laughs> they were weird. Uh, I did get to try to use one. Someone I just happened to know at the time, think had one, and they were weird. Like, the screen was like, off to the side and it was really hard to like get it through your mind to look at the screen without moving your head so like i kept trying to like look up into the left but my natural inclination is to move my head up into the left and then you're not looking at the screen that's up there (laughs) so yeah i could see that it's kind of like the same problem with like playing competitive games on a on a huge tv yeah yeah it's like um, you can't you can't focus on things that are in the top oh my left God. corner when you're when the screen's that big and you're that close. I have been seeing the like <laughs> the like oh man, what what is the subreddit that I've been seeing this in? Is it CSGO? Where I've been seeing like pros who play with the screen like three inches away from them. Halo. It wasn't Halo. I've I've seen it in CS, other communities. CS is, CS is like it, but Halo does it a ton. Yeah. Uh, I, if you watch, there's a kid named Illy who does. He plays COD now, but he came from Halo. Oh yeah. And like the screen is at like an angle, like the bottom's tilted towards them, and then oh my god, they're like they play with their keyboard and mouse behind the monitor. Yes. And they're just oh like st- like right there, like they're in the fucking screen, like there is no peripheral vision. It's so funny when people uh, talk about those guys and they're like, like you, you realize you have to like turn your head to see the radar. It's like, this is not better. (laughs) Yep. But it's so funny. Oh man. Now I have to answer this. I I don't even know if I even thought about this question. Best fictional robot. (laughs) You just put it down and they're like, yeah, "Eh." man, I'll just keep talking about Jarvis. (laughs) We will, we will be able to get this once, um, once, like I haven't actually looked into it, but I've seen the article a couple times lately. The um, like AR contact lenses that some company made. Mm-hmm. Um, and once we could get something like that, it's it's not going to be contact lenses. I can't imagine that those are any good. Like we're not just going to skip glasses and go straight to contact lenses and have those be functional. I just don't know if I trust those contacts anyway. Like. Sure. Yeah. One. How are they powering them? Oh, good point. So, like, and what? It, what? Because it, I mean, like, could be how th- thick do they have to be? It could be wireless charging, like through the air. Could be so, like thermoelectric. They could be powered by your body heat. Yeah, but like, what kind of negative benefit to having something like that literally strapped to your eyeball? Yeah. What kind of side effect is it going to have? Like, I, I would be more worried about that than like smoking a vape. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> Just directly on the soft tissue. Yeah, just like, huh, here you go. Here's um, a, here's this machine. <laughs> just yeah, put it right. on your eye. Yeah, I don't know. I don't I don't expect that those are actually very useful right now. No. But once we get in uh, like AR experience, an alternate reality re- experience where we can have the screen directly in front of our eyes and it's like a transparent screen where we can still see through it. Where it doesn't have to rely on like the transparency mode of a VR headset these days with like cameras. When we can see through the screen and see the screen at the same time and offload like whatever 
memories or wayfinding or whatever to this external device. That's when something like Jarvis will become viable. Um, yeah. Because yeah, I would love the compute oh, power oh. doesn't have to be in that device. It just has to be able to yeah. communicate with where the compute power is. Yep. I would love the ability to like have complete like control of your brain function. So anything you think, any action you you would like the impulse that that makes you click a button, being able to harness that and being able to like log in. So like say I'm on the treadmill or something or the bike but visually i'm sitting in front of the computer and i can play a game while i'm just pedaling away but like as my brain like i don't i'm i'm on the bike physically i don't have a keyboard and mouse in my hand okay. or anything but i'm able but it's able to just read my brain signal input to do the things that i want to do hmm. to like move and like press buttons press clicks like obviously we're nowhere near this we don't know enough to able to do those kinds of things i don't think anywhere close to it but like having having the ability to do that kind of stuff where like you could be basically in a completely other room it's kind of like a time-saving thing like i feel like a lot more people would work out and do other things if they could do things that they enjoyed while that was happening it's kind of like the same thing like i can remember your memory your brother like sitting on the bike riding the bike while he played cod or like video game for a while like being able to do that but like on a way more immersive but why what why wouldn't you just be on a treadmill or on a bike with a vr headset on because i can't play computer game that i want to play that way i need more functions than i would have available to me um find find a game that you would want to play like that i don't know no, no. i know what you're saying i i really do um yeah i don't know that seems that seems too intense for me. I mean, yeah, it would be fucking intense, but it's also it would also be cool. Like, I would definitely, I don't know. It's like multitasking. It seems a little dystopian to me. You know what that brings to mind? And I don't Ready, know why. Player it's one. not the same thing. No, Wally. <laughs> it's not the same thing. <laughs> no, definitely not the same thing. But, but it, that's what it. I get the I get the correlation. That's though. what it conjures for me. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. like ah, I can go. Uh, I don't know. I don't know why. I get what you're saying. Like you could you could increase your physical activity while not giving up the things that keep you from doing your physical activity, but I see it going the opposite direction most of the time. You oh know, yeah, I definitely could. Tricking if yourself you're... into thinking you're doing physical activity without actually doing it. I mean, you would still be cognitive, cognitively uh, aware that you're running. Or that like is doing so I don't I don't know. That is like so wild to me just conceptually this I'm like trying to think through like how this would actually work. How do you split your mind into two where you are I mean it would be like fully the experiencing stuff. two separate things. Yeah. I don't know. Well, I mean you, you would have to, well here's the thing. You would have to be able to do we'd have to figure out what controls autopilot. Like what controls like the things that do like things that we do without thinking like breathing and all that kind of stuff. We would have to know what controls all of that and all those impulses. Cause it's the same thing. Like I can think of doing other things while I'm riding the bike and it just happens. You know what I mean? Like once I'm on there, my body just goes into autopilot. I just keep pedaling. Not, not truly though. Like there's plenty of stuff. There's a out little there. thought there. Yeah. But that's, that's, what I'm, that's what I'm trying to say. Like there's plenty of stuff out there showing that what we think of as autopilot or multitasking is just 
less usage like people who <laughs> people who make the the argument that texting while driving is okay right like ah, i know what i'm doing while driving like it's just autopilot at this point but like it's not not truly no, I mean, it- not the same way that like breathing or walking is yeah or, or not necessarily even walking walking is a mental activity balancing like you can stand without having to think about balancing yeah but i don't know trying to i don't know it's, it's like bending my brain i'm trying to think of it in like an actual like <laughs> sci-fi fantasy sort of way like 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 how do you how do you separate your mind because this is this is like what the magic system in name of the wind is based on like you have to separate your mind to believe two different things at the same time and yeah. like the the strong minds can do it but it's like a whole training thing and even the strongest minds can only separate their mind like two or three ways yeah um, i don't know it's it just be like, interesting i don't know i don't think i would be capable of something like that it's, it sounds like something that you have to be capable of i 100% could do it <laughs> <laughs> I know I could. Uh, I hubris. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm going on record now. The minute it becomes available, I'm signing up. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um, I still haven't actually given this question any thought. I'm going to say Rosie from the Jetsons. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> not even answering my own question. That's and funny. I'm not going to. I'm going to move straight out to my <laughs> loose end. Loose end. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, I'm going to talk about desks. Classic Vince fashion. That, what do you mean classic? Is Have I done this before? <laughs> no. Okay. Good. <laughs> I would want to know if I did. <laughs> I'd own up to it if I did. Uh, uh, I want to talk about desks. Um, yeah. I, I have a new desk. I have a new desk setup, which is <laughs> um, I'm watching the waveforms while I'm recording. Uh, the listeners may be able to hear. Um, we may have to do a little extensive editing on this one <laughs> again, but, uh, but yeah, no new desk. I did have like an L shaped desk and I will say it sounds ideal when you're like a gamer, right? But an L shaped desk is for productivity. Do not fool yourself into thinking that it can be for gaming. Like, no, maybe that extra L is just a pile of, a place to collect shit. It's a place to collect shit, and it's a place to prevent you from moving, because that's what happened. True. I set up my computer, and I had my two screens, and I couldn't like turn my chair because of because you're set underneath the one L, and you can't like turn to the right because then the back of your chair is gonna hit that left L, and you can't turn to the left because it's going to hit the desk in front of you. And it's like, it's just restrictive. It, I like couldn't get up from my had chair no room for activities. Yeah. No room for activities whatsoever. Um, <laughs> but this one that I made is just straight. It's just a nice straightforward desk. And I wanted to bring this up because I wanted to tell people about this. I know that like this quote unquote hack is out there for people to know, but it's not really a hack. So whatever you could get a butcher's block from like Home Depot, or if you're lucky and you live near an Ikea, you could get a butcher's block from an Ikea. And then all you got to do is buy legs and then you bolt the legs to the bottom of the butcher's block. 
A butcher's block is a nice stable piece of wood. It's not going to warp or bend the way that a panel would. Legs, you could get away with cheap hairpin legs like I did. Or you could go with something a little more sturdy, which I still may. But uh, yeah, I don't know. It's a great thing to do. If you're looking for a desk, don't get one of those like cheap ass flat pack desks that's like a half inch thick and it's going to sag and it's going to warp and the Mm veneer is going to start chipping off and it's going to look like shit. This is just as much or just as cheap. I got a couple cable management. I splurged for a couple cable management trays underneath and cable managed everything. Nice, nice. Like, and I don't know. It's just a little, uh, little consumer tip, I guess, uh, because I'm, I'm really enjoying this. I will drop a picture of my setup in the discord. Yeah, I will be waiting to look uh what do you have to say about about desks how's your desk doing right now and what would you change what do you want i hate it (laughs) yeah elaborate yeah um i don't know i just have i I have an l shape i have well i have two five foot ikea uh countertops or like linman table like the tabletop things yep and then the eight and then i got four obviously adjustable legs on it and the legs are fine, but these IKEA tops are just like cheap uh, veneered particle board. Mm-hmm. And like my, I didn't have a great microphone arm to begin with, and like the weight of my microphone ended up like causing the arm to bend down. And then the metal eventually started to like rub into the desk and like wore off edges. Like wore off the veneer yep. there, and then at the bottom where like the microphone clamp went in, just over time it started to like push in to the actual desk itself, so it was making an indent, which also made it less you know sturdy to use. Um, they're just not good. They're just <laughs> uh, they're just poor quality f- for really what I want. Um, now I love my setup more than I ever have because of the desk actually because it's a nice like i think they're 30 inches deep yeah yeah. super deep um but honestly now that i have this set up and it it really comes down to like a desk is only as good as the setup that you have to use with it Mm -hmm. because if i had had the setup i had before where i had two monitors on monitors like on their regular like monitor stands like not mounted or anything like my keyboard or mouse my mic my mixer my computer like i couldn't fit all of that on one five foot table like it just wouldn't work there would just i would feel cramped yeah right like now i have three monitors all like mounted on a monitor arm stack i have a huge mouse mat that's like three foot by two foot so yeah. it's fucking massive. And the actual like, desk pad that you put the keyboard and the mouse on is I is like such a good oh, addition. So nice. Yeah. And like the only thing that's not on <clears throat> the one table is the computer. So and I don't even like I always was like, oh, I want to see my computer. I don't like seeing all the fucking cables hanging out the back. Yep. So like I kind of want to have my computer. I would like ideally I would like to have this with just a same size butcher block top <clears throat> and then at the back like back left or back right or even all the way across build a shelf that's wide enough for me to just set my computer back there or even to my right or to my left obviously to my right would be more ideal have it off the ground so that like the computer has plenty of airflow and has room yep but then like i have access to the porch right there at the front i could turn it on and off if i need to like 
I would like that would be ideal for me. So if, if I could get a nice sturdy version of that, <clears throat> I would take that over this L because so my computer is on the on the L right there, and then the whole rest of the table is just it just collects junk. Yeah. Yep. And the things or food food boxes, you know, like if you finished oh, yeah. eating Cheez Its or something, or like, oh man, like I really want to, I want some garlic salt on this, and then the next thing you know, you got a thing of garlic salt on your desk for three <laughs> weeks for no reason. Yep. Yep. So okay, go ahead and take a look at the uh, this episode's channel in there, and you'll see my new. Okay desk setup oh that are that looks so much better yeah i know right oh you have to be so much happier right now it's just so much simpler too like i can turn yeah. back and forth like freely it's pretty nice Is your computer on a plat would you make a platform it looks like there's something underneath it um it's honestly what my computer is sitting on is just a shelf board from some cheap flat pack furniture thing that we have i think it was a like a computer stand or a printer stand or something like that had a shelf in it yeah uh we wanted more room underneath it so we took that shelf out and then i was like i need something to keep my computer off of the carpet i just use that yeah yeah no i would that looks really nice yeah so what what you're saying like having that 30 inches deep if you're used to 30 inches deep a butcher's block is absolutely perfect for you uh because yeah. this thing is 60 wide and it's originally 30 inches deep um i didn't want quite that much i was like i was like i'll make it 24 inches deep like that's four inches more than i have on my old desk but it'll it's like uh half a foot is significant in the room that we're in because nicole and i back up to each other essentially not directly but sort of like kitty corner um turns out this desk ended up a little Less than 23 inches after a couple of fuck-ups with my circular saw. <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> Well, it looks like it was fine, though. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I made it work. Like, it's it's just a butcher's block. It's just a block of wood, so it works so easily. If you have some power tools, like, you can make this essentially any way that you want. And, yeah, the other thing that is not ideal about the L-shapes is... Like you say, where you have two that are the same size, when you put them together, then you're losing depth from one and you're losing length from the other. So it's like, yep, it's like the worst of both. Yeah, because you can't like realistically, I can't use all the way to my right. Yeah, at all. Like behind my computer, there's three feet of space, like cubic feet mm-hmm. <laughs> that I could put stuff in that I just it has nothing there. Yeah, because it's just out of arm's reach, and it's like, what's the point of having something there? So yeah, that's that would be that would be the only way I would want another L desk. Because like, give me something that's like, give me an L that's just like twelve inches deep. Sure, yeah, you know, just enough to keep your that is kind of like a little shelf unit, you know, just enough to set my computer on, have a little bit of storage. It actually, honestly, if that's if it's that thin too, like, could even just act as an an armrest. Right. Right. And uh, that's that is how my old desk was, um, but then it actually did have another shelf. So maybe that would be ideal if it didn't have that extra shelf pushing me further toward that narrow yeah. side. But whatever. And then what we ended up doing was taking the desk that I did have in this space that was an L desk, and we're, we're using it as an entertainment center downstairs now under the TV. Oh, nice. Um, and then I did a whole lot of more cable management. Uh, 
under there. You see this uh, pack of zip ties that's like behind my monitor in this one picture? Yeah, you know, all the colored coordinated yeah. ones? That's all gone now. <laughs> From downstairs? Uh, Yeah, yeah, down downstairs. It like, I don't know. I use so many zip tie uh, cable ties to to cable manage like the TV and all the video game consoles and all that. Yeah. So nice. Yep. Yep. Yeah. I can uh, already tell it just looks so much more comfortable for you. Yeah. 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 It is. It is definitely more ideal. And Nicole is planning on getting an L shaped desk, but she works and plays at the same desk. So like it's it's got to work for both. And yeah. That's where the L shape really shines is having a spot for work and play, having two different like zones. And that's ideal. Yeah, definitely. All right. Anything else you got to say about desks or robots or rappers or. Um, what if we made a robotic desk that could talk and he was a rapper? Oh, that's OK. I'll get a hold. Of, it's like um, imagine imagine if. uh one of the characters in like Aqua Teen Hunger Force was just a desk, like a rapping desk. <laughs> I don't think you know what Aqua Teen Hunger Force is. Am I mixing it up? Isn't the one with Mr. Shake with the shake and the fries? And yeah, but they aren't robots. No, they're not robots. But I'm like, that's what I'm picturing. Like I'm picturing <laughs> like that graphic style, but a robot desk. Okay, like a ro- sure. it doesn't have to look like a robot. Like it, it just has to. The desk would be a robot. Yeah. Just, okay. Yeah. I'm into it. I'm into it. Yeah. All right. We got Aqua Teen Hunger Force rappers. And that's what we're going to yeah. leave you on this episode of Quirt on the Street. So without further ado, take us away. Outro Vince and Josh. Thank you and congratulations for making it to the end of this episode of Quirt on the Street. We have been your hosts, Vince and Josh. You can find us on our socials. You can find us on Twitter at Quirt on the Street, Q-U-O-R-D on the S-T. If you're listening to us on YouTube uh, slash Quirt on the Street, go ahead, like, subscribe, and comment. And wherever you're listening to us, whether it's on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you can leave a review, please leave us a review. If you tell us what we can do worse, I promise I will read it on the podcast unless it's just too mean. If you have any need to contact us in a longer format, you can email us at quirtonthestreet at gmail.com or you can visit us on our website, quirtonthestreet.xyz. Feel free to leave us a voice message on there. If you want to reach out to us individually, you can get a hold of us at our personal Twitters. Mine is at I'm Scuzzy, I-M-S-K-U-Z-Z-E-Y. And I am at V underscore C, spell out the underscore. Uh, We would finally like to acknowledge the people that made this podcast happen. Uh, Josh Wardle, who is the original creator of Wordle. And Freddie Meyer, the creator of Quartle, who you can find on Twitter at Quartle. And with that, we will just ask you, as always, to get the the court out. out.